0: Welcome to In the Weeds, a Mindscape podcast. Hey there, welcome to episode number four of season two of the In the Weeds podcast. I'm Pete Brand, Mindscape CEO
1: and co-founder, and I'm joined by Jeff Bell, Mindscape COO. Hi, everyone. So today we're gonna to be talking about uh, something that we have uh, been hearing a lot of lately, and that is manufacturing companies um, and their sudden realization, I guess, of uh, that they should be marketing and owning that marketing relationship with consumers and just how that their marketing efforts have uh, changed and evolved uh, over time. So, um, if you could uh, talk just a little bit about uh, the current landscape that manufacturers are are facing right now. Sure. Yeah. And I think kind of the,
0: the changing landscape over time. But if you know, if you happen to be in a manufacturing company or if you've ever worked within the manufacturing segment, traditionally, a lot of businesses transacted due to relationships. Right. Like you've got a manufacturing company and they have relationships with other, you know, complimentary manufacturing companies or whatever, and everything is pretty much spread word of mouth. And Grand Rapids is an interesting place because we have some of the big companies, the big furniture companies, we have Amway and and other organizations like that. And because of that relational marketing that they've engaged in, or that they're accustomed to engaging in, it seems like uh, a lot of marketing as we know it, you don't see a lot of that stuff taking place. And so there's ultimately, it seems as though Uh, uh, marketing or manufacturing companies have not necessarily valued marketing as significantly as it is. But if you think about the change that's happened over the last decade, decade and a half, where now every single human being has access to infinite knowledge in their back pocket with search. And the right now, the largest segment of decision makers across the board happen to be those millennials in that millennial generation. And, And the largest segment of that, that group, has always had access to that technology through all their formative years, so they essentially have a leg up on being able to answer questions or get to data a lot quicker than those people who have been in the that haven't had access to that. Like my age, I'm going to be 50 this year, and and I still struggle sometimes with feeling a little overwhelmed with technology. But when you think about that, as the landscape is shifting and as Frankly, the the older folks who are moving towards retirement, maybe the owners of manufacturing companies, but they they feel a little bit, um, you know, caught like they don't necessarily know what to do. And unfortunately, because there's just not that transfer of knowledge or transfer of relationships that's happening to the younger generation those baby boomers, that largest segment of the decision makers are having to turn to technology to be able to find new connections or find new potential vendors or find new people to do business with. And so it's becoming more and more important for manufacturing companies to make sure that they're showing up in those searches and make sure that they, or
1: they're just not going to become part of the conversation. Sure. And and that's even the case. You know, I think a lot of times manufacturers would, uh, uh, push the marketing efforts on dealers and distributors, right? And they would just rely on dealers and distributors to to do that marketing because that's ultimately where you could purchase the product. Um, but manufacturers are, are now kind of, you know, we've got one client now where there's a manufacturer who's kind of turning the screws and, and they're wanting to go direct. So they're saying, okay, well, if we're going direct, you can't use our our name and your domain name, and um, and and why are they doing that? Well, because if their name is in your domain name, their dealers and distributors are going to rank, you know, more highly. It's likely than than the actual manufacturer. So they're trying to use their their brand to get a leg up in SEO and kind of jump over uh, the dealers and distributors that were traditionally there. Um, and, and so, speaking of dealers and distributors. You know, uh, that's kind of the number one concern manufacturers have uh, about going direct because they don't want to upset the apple cart, right? There's, there are dealers and certain distribution networks that manufacturers are accustomed to working within. You know, they, they build the product and then get it in the hands of dealers, distributors, and then they, they, those folks, uh, you know, get to the end consumer And uh, so manufacturers are always rightfully uh, concerned about upsetting the apple cart. And, um, and and Pete, you often have a a good way of handling that from a, just from a strategy standpoint, you know, not upsetting the apple cart, kind of keeping the dealers, the distribution network uh, intact. I was hoping you could talk a little bit about like some, uh, your approach on, on building tools. Sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, when it, if you think about it, I mean, if you have a dealer, they're not just going to handle one manufacturer's products. They could, they could maybe have 1,400 SKUs within their company, and they might have 30 different manufacturers' products that they're carrying. So it's really difficult from a, from a manufacturing side to be able to capture enough attention of the dealers to where, where their products are top of mind when somebody walks into that dealership. Right, so, so that's a really important element. But if, if dealers aren't actively monitoring, if they're not looking at ways to be able to add value for that dealer, they're probably not going to capture that attention and ultimately not get those sales. So the way that I look at it, because I get it. As a manufacturer, if all of a sudden your dealer base or uh, all of a sudden has the feeling that you're trying to make an end run around them and go serve the end users on your own and cut them out, that's only going to exacerbate the situation and they're certainly not going to be thinking about your products. In fact, they might be thinking of your competitors products to make sure that they can get those in there. So I think it's really important in the way that you do it. So if, if you as a manufacturer are focused on serving that end user extremely well making it really easy for them to find the products and services that they want be able to help provide different types of content or different types of tools that help them in the process you essentially are creating tools and creating an experience that makes it easier for the dealer to do their job and serve that end user so i think there's a really good strategy if you focus on serving the end user really well and making it easier for them to be able to accomplish their mission and and let the dealers know that you're empowering them with these tools so they ultimately have to spend less time working with those end users because they've got you've created tools with them to help facilitate that process they're going to feel a lot happier because they're going to be able to have to exert less energy to be able to effectively serve those end users. And ultimately that should result in more deal flow. We have a a client where we uh, assisted them in coming up with a tool that they embedded on the dealer's website that allowed them to easily select the types of products that they, that they needed to be able to purchase. And as they were going through that process, Ultimately, they come up with a shopping list and they're going to go right to that dealer to be able to make the purchase. So it helps more revenue flow through the dealership. But the way that we did it was by empowering that dealer to have a tool to effectively communicate their product and the value proposition associated with it.
1: Sure. So kind of creating tools uh, that, yeah, that kind of acts as a pass through. So, you know, the the consumer is virtually buying direct, but there's still that dealer or distributor in there who can put their label or something on, on that tool or at least have a place to refer uh, consumers to, to say, hey, you know, we've got this, uh, we've got one of our manufacturers has this great tool, why don't you go there and configure your X, Y, or Z, um, and, and once you have it configured, come on back and we'll help you get what you need. Right. Um, so yeah, it, it kind of d- builds brand affinity within the, the network but also allows consumers to, to go direct uh, without cutting uh, those folks out of the, the equation. Right, if, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, if you're, a, if you're a manufacturer and
0: manufacturers traditionally don't invest any money in marketing, which they should, right? So they've got money. But if, if you're waiting for your dealer to create a tool to help them sell more of your product, it's probably not likely to happen because they would essentially have to create different tools for all of the different product lines and all of the different manufacturers to do that effectively. So it's a lot easier from the manufacturing side to create a tool maybe invest in that that all of your different dealers could use to be able to market your products more effectively. So those tools, because if you can create a tool that really adds a lot of value and makes it a lot easier for that end user, then there's going to be a natural affinity and they're going to be asking for that when they come into the dealer network. So sure. uh, But yeah, it's all it's all just thinking about it logically and thinking about how to make somebody's life easier, because that's what we should be doing in this world anyway.
1: Well, right. And uh, and that kind of goes to our last point here about uh, creating better relationships by serving end users. And we've kind of woven that message in throughout uh, these first two points, but that's really what it comes down to this marketing 101, right? Like know your consumer, know you, know the end user. Um, and so only by knowing uh, that person, having a, a good understanding of what, you know, goes on in their day, uh, what problems they're facing, um, any resistance to, to purchasing, any questions they may have, uh, only through knowing that that persona uh, can you really build a relationship build tools uh, that help support their day-to-day challenges um, help uh, get solutions into their hands that that they're searching for help answer some problems so um you know that's really what we're in this for is is to to build those relationships uh either through technology or um you know direct face-to-face uh, interactions but really uh, that's kind of what we wanted to cover today is just the the uh, changing landscape of ma- manufacturing companies trying to go direct through e-commerce um, facing uh, how, you know kind of some ways to navigate around the dealer in the distribution networks without upsetting the Apple cart. Uh, And really about uh, creating better relationships through building some of those tools and, um, you know, making lives better, not only for end users, but but the dealers and distributors in the middle there. So with that, Pete, why don't you uh, take us out? All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Thanks again for
0: tuning in and uh, be sure to extend your relationship with us and go visit our website at wearemindscape.com forward slash in the weeds. Uh, also, go follow us on our social channels at WeAreMindscape and uh, be sure to use the hashtag In the Weeds Podcast if you're going to make any comments or get it out there and help us spread the word. Now, if you're really old school and you want to rely on that uh, the, the email tool, you can also email us at intheweeds at wearemindscape.com and let us know any topics that you'd like us to cover or ask any questions. And you never know, we might cover those questions or that content on one of our future episodes. So thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.
1: Bye-bye, everyone.